Roy Red, has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? Choose will determine what you conversation with my dad earlier today and me and my dad my dad were talking about what is more important marketing or your skills marketing or your skills you can have all the skills in the world but if you don't know how to market if you don't know how to get attention if you don't know how to get eyeballs on you to see what you're doing and then turn those eyeballs into actual sales you don't have a business. Today we're talking about marketing mastery. Let's bring the show in. Ready? Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Hi everybody, it's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, business coach, and your host of this show, the Success Code, where we give positive, tangible systems and interviews to help you crack your success code. Today, we are talking to Josh Pather about marketing mastery. Today, my um, plan for you is to flat out um, get you some information so you know how to bring in leads, convert more sales, and get more follow-up business. Josh, how are you, brother? Hey, good man. That was a great intro. I need, I need to step up my intro game, baby. For real. <laughs> I, need to, I need to step up my game all around. You know, I was uh, reading about you. Uh, my assistant Tiffany sent me uh, your bio. Um, you've done some really cool things, brother. I really got to catch up to you, especially in this acquisition game and um, the things you're doing on that end. That's long-term plan that I don't really talk to people about, but uh, real quick, tell the people what you do, who you are, um, for those who didn't read the bio. Yeah, for sure. I'm just going to start from the beginning. Uh, you know, start from the bottom. <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. my name is Josh, Josh Pather. Um, I was born and raised in South Africa. My family and I moved here in, in 2001. Uh, we, we came with two suitcases each. Uh, that's all we had. And we sold everything we had, you know, in South Africa and 
packed the rest of the stuff into two suitcases and came here. We landed in Dallas. Uh, we've been in Dallas ever since. And um, yeah, from a, from a young kid, I was always wanted to make it big, you know, the, the American dream, right? You come here to America, the immigrant story, and you want to do it big, right? So I uh, started a bit, several businesses from when I was young. Started mowing lawns was one of my first business. Uh, started uh, selling grills. I, you know, the grills that you put in your mouth. This is like 05 uh, when, when Nelly and all that, when the grills came out. Um, started doing that. Started hustling shoes uh, in around 2006, 2007. I was importing. I was drop shipping back then. I didn't know it, but I was importing shoes uh, from China and selling them at my high school. Uh, I put together a little website and uh, came home from school one day and uh, saw the letter. It said Nike Corporation versus Josh Pather. So that was my first lawsuit. I was uh, 17 years old. Wow. So that's how I learned about trademark infringement. Um, and uh, yeah, started DJing uh, uh, after high school. I was working at, at the bank. Uh, another colleague there was, uh, was a DJ. So I used to go help him out and uh, would be his roadie. And, uh, you know, we started getting a little bit busier and busier. And I started my own DJing business. I used to DJ weddings. Um, so during that time, I had a friend call me up and he said, hey, uh, you know, photo boots are getting popular. This is about 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, that we should do this business. So I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Uh, so we went to Home Depot. We built our first photo booth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we spent probably about $600 uh, of wood and paint, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. we put it together and we did our first event uh, on December 6, 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, our first year, we did over six figures. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, during that time, I was working at a call center uh, and they actually uh, let me go. I was on, a, I took the severance package. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, I've been doing photo booth rentals. Uh, I, I exited the photo booth rental company in, in 2015. Uh, and now I manufacture the photo boots and I teach people how to actually quit their job and, and do it full time. Uh, and I have I just started a TV series on YouTube called The Photo Booth Boss, where I'm taking someone from zero to 100,000 uh, in one year. Uh, we just crossed $10,000 in revenue. And it's only been 30 days since he's picked up his photo booth. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I do real estate on the side, take the business, uh, the cash from the business. You know, a lot of people say, hey, put all the money back into the business and reinvest it. I don't believe that's true. At least not for me. Uh, you know, I take siphon off some cash, put it into real estate. Uh, and that's been growing my wealth on the back end, dividend stock investing, uh, and then also, uh, you know, mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at right now. <laughs> awesome. So you're a born entrepreneur. It's always been in you. Um, I don't really know if entrepreneurs are born or if they're made or both. Um, cause I wasn't always entrepreneurial and had to work on becoming entrepreneurial and thinking that way. Um, so the photo booth business, man, that's amazing. Cause I've actually been seeing people, um, run that business and, and, and those pop up your, your students pop up all over the place and making really good money. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing business, um, on the marketing standpoint, what, do you how do you think about and what is your mindset and wrapping around getting eyeballs uh attention on your business getting leads and um and how did you know that that offer of that photo booth would work i mean looking back at it obviously i would 
think it will work because people love to take pictures. Um, mm -hmm. But how did the idea kind of come? And then how did you do your outreach and get leads for that initially? Yeah, for sure. So when we started, you know, we didn't have no marketing budget. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't have money. We were still working, you know, our daytime jobs yeah. at that point. Um, so we, we hustled, you know, we put in the sweat equity. And what I mean by that, like Craigslist, posting ads on Craigslist, uh, using uh, Facebook, using Thumbtack. Uh, these are different platforms that are out there. And even every day, there's more and more platforms that are, that are getting out. So whatever business you're in, like if you're in a service business, you know, Thumbtack is great for you to get leads. Um, uh, uh, there's Let Go, there's Five Mile, there's a bunch of different apps. So that's what we did in the beginning. Once we started to get some traction, uh, I learned how to build websites and do SEO. SEO is really important for us. Um, so when we started the, the rental business, uh, we named the business Photo Booth Dallas because that particular search term had 500 searches a month in Dallas. So it was easy for us to uh, rank uh, the number one spot within six months. Mm -hmm. And so that really helped us uh, grow the rental business. Uh, and then after that, we started supplementing it with Google ads. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that are spending money on, on Facebook ads and, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not seeing a good return on it, but I, th I still think Google ads is, is better than Facebook ads for certain type of businesses. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're not, you're not skipping on that. So the way I like to explain it is if you're contemplating on what to do, uh, Facebook and YouTube and, uh, and Google, you need to understand that, like, if you have something to offer, uh, and you're advertising on Facebook, even though it's interest-based targeting, not not need-based, right? And when I say need-based, it's like if you provide a a lawn care business, right? Somebody goes onto Google and types in, you know, uh, lawn care Dallas, right? That, that That's a need uh, that they need resolved right away. But if they're, you know, in the bathroom and they're scrolling on Facebook and they see an ad that you can mow a lawn for $20, they may not need it at that point. And you've wasted your ad money to advertise to them at the wrong time. So I think on return on investment, it's going to be better for you to, to put your money into Google ads, uh, even though Facebook ads are more sexier now. And a lot of people are talking about it and everybody's going crazy about it. Mm -hmm. I think the lost art of Google being right there for your customer when they need you at the time they need you, that's going to be the best lead for you. That's how we've been able to do it. And uh, that's where we spend most of our money, you know, on Google. Now that's amazing. You just actually taught me something of thinking beforehand, kind of what is the mindset of the buyer when they are ready to buy something like this? And you're right, mm -hmm. man. They're not scrolling through Facebook uh, doing that. That's That was uh, really, really good. Um, Google ads, uh, we're not going to ask you to get into that. If you guys want to learn how to do the Google thing, reach out to him and and ask him and actually get his course and uh, he'll teach you how to do it. You also have options like Surfside PPC and things of that sort. Um, oh yeah, Surfside is good. I mean, I, I've learned a lot from them. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if you guys have questions, they hit me up. I, I use a new text message service. It's uh, You can send me a text, it's 972-284-0506. I always love connecting with entrepreneurs uh, and sharing my story and uh, you know, you can, find me on YouTube to learn more about, you know, the stuff that I like to teach about my mistakes and, you know, I have my own podcast as well. Um, but yeah, I'd like to share the journey. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Real quick. Let's say hi to the people who just joined on live. If you guys just joined on live, we are talking marketing 
mastery with Josh Pather. Please, please, please jump into chat on the right side. If you're on YouTube, that's below on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, the other platforms you're on, Periscope, all that stuff. We don't know where you comment, but ask a question. Um, chime in. Um, you don't have to just be a fly on the wall. If you need to know something, we will help you. Josh, I want to talk about, and I'm actually don't know if I'm going to change my podcast or have another podcast, but it's going to be tailored around the wrong thing. But to create more of a USP, I'm going to come up with this concept of the entrepreneur underdog. And mm -hmm. from listening to your story, you sound like that person. You sound like the underdog who came out and won on the other <laughs> side by figuring out some very specific things. So really quick, before we go into those specific things, can you just tell us a story of struggle where you were like, man, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. You know, I have a, I have a, uh, 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 a business owner client who is about to launch a really cool app. And some days he'll just text me like, I don't know if I'm built for this. I don't know if I yeah. can do this. It's so hard. You know, he, he, he has a hard time, you know, being an asshole when he needs to be. Um, right. What's the story of struggle? That yeah, for sure. You I mean, it's been telling. Yeah, for sure. It's been it's been a rough road, you know. And that's kind of when you look at people and you see like why are they the way they are. It's obviously like the things that they've been through. Mm -hmm. uh, so, starting off, I'll tell you one of the biggest ones, and this will probably help a lot of people. Uh, you know, maybe if you're thinking about starting a business or if you're already in business. So when I started the photo booth rental company, I said, uh, you know, I got a call from a friend. I knew this guy for 10 years, right? And uh, we, me and him actually uh, are from the same country and our parents actually knew each other, uh, you know, when we were growing up. So uh, we we got into business. We were like, hey, everything's going to be great. You know, I love you. You know, we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to, you know, buy Lambos and it's going to be all jets and all good, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, the first year was good. You know, we made six figures the first year, right? And when you're coming from like a job and nine to five and, I mean, at that time I was making, you know, $12 an hour. Uh, and, you know, and he's like, wow, you know, we, we looked at the end of the year, we're like, man, hundred, you know, 160, 170 grand the first year. Uh, and uh, it kind of changed people, you know? And when I say that, like uh, in the second year of business, uh, you know, he didn't put as much effort in the business as I did. Like when I zone in on something, it's going to be 110%, you know, the job's going to get done all the way. I'm committed to it. Uh, and you know, it started kind of causing a little bit of conflict between us. I ended up finding out that he started a separate business behind my back and he didn't tell me about it. So obviously now if me and him have a business together and then he has his own business, any human being, that's going to be a conflict of interest, right? Your interest is going to, uh, be wanting to, uh, take care of your own business more than, uh, the business that we have together because you only own half of it. So that led us to uh, splitting up. So I lost my business partner uh, in this endeavor and he took care of his responsibilities, right? At that time was um, like, you know, the software stuff and, and managing the events. I was more on the marketing and the back end stuff, mm -hmm. um, although I still would do events myself. Yeah. So I was scared at that point. I was like, man, what are we going to do? Am I going to be able to be successful without him? Because it's always, it's like having two engines, right? And then you lose one engine like the plane is still going to be be able to land, right? But uh, it can go faster, further, you know, with two. So that's kind of, you know, I was struggling myself. I was like, you know, it's a lot to process. Just, you know, my job just moved overseas. 
Uh, I just took the severance package. We started the business. And then now my partner is leaving me. And I was upset, you know. So I ended up buying his shares of the company. Uh, and here's another big mistake. Okay. We, me and him, we sat down over a beer or whatever. And we're like, okay, how much do you think it's worth? And he was like, he gave me a number and I gave him a number. And this is all like Fugazi, right? Yeah. So don't, if you're buying out someone, go get a business evaluation done. Okay. So the number we came up with was 50 grand. Now at that time, the business was not worth 50 grand, but we based that number. We're like, oh, okay, well we made, you know, 160, 170 the first year. That's just, you know, 50 sounds fair. Right. But it kind of looking back at it now, obviously hindsight is 2020, you know, it's, uh, it's like, man, it was too much for that type of business at that time. So uh, we, we do the buyout agreement. I, uh, I pay him, you know, what's due and I'm on a structured payout plan for like two or three years uh, for the rest. So about six months into this agreement, there's a non-compete agreement in there where it's saying that he cannot go start the same business and compete with me while I'm purchasing him out. So he goes and he breaches the non-compete agreement. So um, I stopped paying him and then uh, he ends up getting, getting an attorney and starts and sues me. So now we're in a battle of a lawsuit. And now this is, you know, going in 25, 26 months of starting this business. Uh, so now I'm in a lawsuit. This was my first actual lawsuit outside of what happened with the trademark infringement uh, when I was uh, 17. Uh, so now he's, he's suing me for the full amount plus damages, quote unquote. Uh, so we go back and forth for, for like two years before we finally resolve this thing. And I explained to them like, look, you started a competing business and you breached the agreement. And then they, uh, their side claimed ignorance on it. Uh, and so if you know anything about a lawsuit, at the end of the day, it all comes down to money and time. Okay. And it's not about who's wrong or right. It's who has more money and more time will win that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you want to be properly insured. You want to make sure you're getting advice from the right attorneys. Okay. The first attorney that I went to, he said, he told me to stop making payments, but instead what I should have done, this is a big lesson. What I should have done is I should have filed a lawsuit against him for breach of contract. Okay. Always file first. So go on the Always file first. Yep. You got it. You got it. And so, you know, that was a lesson for me because the attorney I was talking to, he was like a junior attorney and I found him on Thumbtack. Okay. Now my, my attorney bills $400 an hour. That's what I pay for now for an attorney fees. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't sacrifice on your bookkeepers. Don't sacrifice on your attorneys. Mm -hmm. All right. Those two, you need, you need, those two need to be the highest paid people in your team. Okay. You got your squad, you know, you got your CFO, you got your, your lawyers, your attorneys, your accountants, all that stuff. They need to be on point because one bad mistake, like what happened to me, can cost you thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we went back and forth for three years. Uh, we finally agreed on a, a, a settlement plan, uh, which was similar. I had to just give in because it was getting too long and I was I'm, I was having to lose money. And I was conflicted myself because I didn't really understand the whole um, the lawsuit process. Right. You have to kind of go through these things a couple of times. And as any entrepreneur, it's going to happen to you. Yeah. You know, and if it's not happening to you, you're not operating at 10x levels. You know what I mean? You got to step it up. Right. You need some new haters and you need some new lawsuits. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, once you understand the playing field uh, and, and you know how to properly insulate yourself, make sure you got the right insurance. But it was a tough time. You know, it's, it's stressful because you don't know what's going to happen. And not knowing just kills you as an entrepreneur. Right. Because yeah. we're like, hey, we know what's going to happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to make this amount of money. I know how much it costs me. Right. But when, when you get into this, like uh, places of unknowns, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of scary. And so it was a tough time, but, you know, it made me tough. 
you know, we got through it in the end. Uh, and now, you know, looking back on it, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at today, you know, without him. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I would be here, uh, you know, if, if it was for him, because I know how hard I work, right? I, I can't control how hard someone else works. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it was a blessing in disguise in the end, you know, it came out positive, but uh, you had to have to stay with, had to stay with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. That's amazing. I would have been upset. And uh, when I grew up, uh, uh, I sometimes just, you know, it's my default to want to get physical sometimes, even though you can't. Oh, 100%. Especially these days. Um, wow. But, man, you're, you're honorable dude and you got through it. And um, like we help underdogs do, you won on the other side. Real quick before we hop into the red zone, when you bring in those leads, what is your mindset on converting them into actual clients? Do you have a process? Do you have a way of thinking about it? Um, once people get those leads in, uh, how do they think about actually getting those people to uh, open up their wallets? Yeah, so I'm gonna preface this by saying the strategy that I'm gonna give you, I've made over 10 million myself, okay? Wow. Uh, so you see these two plaques behind me, these are doing a million dollars each. And then the next plaque that's coming in is, is for 10 million. So this is the strategy here, okay? Get my Going into Google first, Google, okay, spend that money in Google, right? So my customers are going to Google, they type in photo booth for sale, buy a photo booth, right? Those are my money keywords, okay? You need to identify those first, okay? So if they go into Google, I know that they're ready to buy, they're interested in my product, I'm showing up, okay? They're gonna come to my website. Once they go to my website, now I'm, I'm gonna add in a few other things in here, okay? Mm-hmm. Once they go to my website, they know who I am. They know what I'm doing, where I'm doing it. I have videos. We're doing YouTube. There's pictures. Okay. Those are the things that most small business fail. You go to small businesses today, website, they don't have pictures of what they're doing. They have stock photography. You don't know who the owner is. Uh, they don't show you how they do it or why they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that base is covered. Then they hit my website. Every page of my website and multiple times on each page, there's a get a quote button. Okay, I love get a quote. That, that's worked for me. That's how I got here. So they, they click the button. They fill in their first name, last name, email, and phone number. Okay, once once they click submit, my my cloud phone system sends them a text message. It says, "Hey, this is Josh. Thanks for uh, uh, you know filling out the form. I click here to look at the prices or the products, or you know it depends on whichever form they filled out. It has a specific text for them. Uh, so they get that right. Then the next thing it's going to go into a CRM. Okay. okay. This business is operating nowadays without a CRM. It makes me sick. You know what I mean? I can't believe that when people are like, what is CRM? I'm using Google Sheets. Google Sheets is not a CRM, guys. Write that down. Okay. Go, go, go get a CRM. So from, from the lead, it gets imported into the CRM, into the lead section, right? Mm-hmm. I have four commission sales reps. So they're watching that uh, CRM every second, right? They're waiting for new leads to come in. As soon as the lead comes in, now, mind you, the lead already got the text message that's automated that they think is coming from me because they saw my face on YouTube or they saw my face on the, on the, the website, right? So uh, the, the, the sales rep will call them, uh, you know, discuss any options. Uh, they, the sales rep will send them an email. They'll also get a, a text message from the sales rep. Okay, now what happens uh, in the back end of, of this? The email gets onto a, a drip email sequence. Mm-hmm. It's a 45 day email sequence. Okay. Now the way I do this, the, I think there's about 25 emails on there. So they get about an email every other day or so. 
Okay, so my emails are broken down into three different categories. Okay, the first category is, is emotion. Okay, and I'm gonna use Bitcoin as an example, mm -hmm. just so you understand. Uh, so, hey, did you miss out on Bitcoin? Um, uh, I'm sorry. So uh, Bitcoin changed my life. That Look, gave I'm, me I'm, an emotion, by the way, that question, because I, I fucking did. Okay, okay, there you go. Yeah, Bitcoin changed my life. I'm, you know, I'm traveling in jets and, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm living a, a nice lifestyle now because of Bitcoin, right? All right, and logic. Okay, if you, if you put in a thousand dollars, you know, in 2010, you would, you would have a hundred million now. Okay, so that's a logic. That's a logical close, right? Because these are the three ways that people think. Okay, and then a the fear. So the the fear one was actually what I said first about mistakes. So the fear one is, did you miss out on Bitcoin? Okay, so it's emotion, logic, and fear. So for us with the photo boots, uh, the logic would be, hey, buy a photo boot for six thousand dollars, rent it out twelve times at five hundred a pop, and you've made your investment back. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a logic. Uh, missing out, hey, did you miss out on Bitcoin? Well, don't miss out on the photo boot uh, business because five million events that didn't happen last year are fixing to happen this year, and it's time for you to cash in. Okay, uh, and then emotion, hey, look at. Uh, uh, innocent Malik, right? Me and him are doing the photo booth boss TV show on, on YouTube. Uh, he, he just quit his job. He purchased a photo booth last month and he's already, uh, made generated over $10,000 in revenue. Okay. So that's just some example. So those emails are broken up, uh, into those three categories, uh, along with some product information and product details. So that's hitting them on the back end. The sales reps are drilling them nonstop. The text messages are going out and then they subscribe to, you know, YouTube, and all the other, other things that we're doing. So I like to do, you know, omnipresence approach, right? This is straight out of 10X rule. Grant Cardone ta taught us that, being present on every platform. Uh, that's what you need to be. You got to cut through the noise, okay? When you look at businesses nowadays, they're not doing enough, you know? And when I say that, they're like, you know, I looked at someone's page today. He didn't post since 2019. He did a video. Um, you know, whatever you think is enough that you're doing online, it's not even enough. It has to be amplified more. You got to do more outreach. You got to do more posting, more videos, more YouTube, you know, more podcasts uh, to cut through it. Because I tell my sales rep all the time, look, you think you're sending one text message to the customer and they're going to respond to you? No. You know why? AT&T is knocking on their door. All right. The mortgage company is calling them. The dentist is, uh, is sending them a, a message in the mail. I mean, they're getting hit up. Everybody's being sold all the time. You know, why would they waste time and put, uh, you know, effort to call you back, right? Did you stand out enough for, to get their attention? Are you doing enough to get their attention? And so now we send videos, we send cookies, we send pizza, we send memes. I mean, we do all kinds of stuff to get people's attention, you know, and the results show for it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It took me years to figure that stuff out. <laughs> years. First off, it took me years just to figure out I got to pick up the freaking phone. Then when I started picking up the phone, I started actually getting speaking engagements, paid speaking engagements. And, um, you know, I knew how to sell from the stage and do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But what you said about you got to do more, that was, that's so huge because I would call, um, cause my first, um, way of my second way of making money was speaking. Mm -hmm. I worked, I built a CPR business where I was teaching healthcare providers how to uh, do CPR because they need it every two years. Got that thing running on autopilot. Then I started working with NBA athletes, but then I started speaking on stages to bring in more leads because mm -hmm. I was 
the way that I've that's that was the best way I could come up with a position of myself with my book. And mm-hmm. man, just like you said, they don't even pick up to the third or fourth time. My first business coach was like, "Oh, you're only calling them one time." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "He's like, you know, it, your your convergence for picking up the phone go up to about seventy eight percent when you call the fourth time." Right. And that was that was true, but um, just um, man, that was all really good. Google bringing in those leads. They hit your website. They got to know who you are, what you're doing. You got to have really nice pictures, videos on what you're doing. Quote buttons worked for you really well. You got to use a CRM. Um, uh, CRM is a customer relationship management system, people. I use Zoho. I like Zoho because yeah. everything is in for 70 bucks. I got access for all my virtual assistants and me, and it's, it's really good. Um, sales reps, the one thing... Uh, touching in the sales reps is so do you are they already um good at sales or do you come up with a system that they can just uh, uh manage themselves based on what you taught them so um so i coach them uh you know once or twice a week and then also uh another plug here for uncle g we have a cardone university you know we you know we pay for that you know it's it's a premium price but mm-hmm. Uh, each of them go through and they watch three videos a day and to even work with me or to talk to me about any business stuff, you have to read the 10 X rule. Okay. And, and, uh, have you read, you've read that, right. Or you know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, cause I operated that kind of mentality. If someone were to come work with me just off the street with the, you know, the average mindset, they would be upset every day and they'll be annoyed at me every day. Cause the way I think the way I operate, you know, and I'm going to call them out. And so, uh, it's going to be frustrating for them. So like the last guy that joined us, I was like, hey, read this book and send me a, a book report. And most of them don't do it. 95% don't do it. You know, good. you don't and, want those people. Yeah, exactly. You know, that just tells me everything I need to know right there. The lack of commitment, number one. So, uh, you know, that's going to, uh, they come in, they understand, you know, the process. They go through the basic sales, basics training. Uh, we have recorded calls that we would review. Uh, and then, you know, I just teach them the strategies that I did, you know, the first three, you know, two, three years at the company, you know, I did all the sales myself, yeah. you know, and I grew it up. And so I know how to approach people and how to talk to people. And uh, it, it's changed over the years. Everybody's tired of being sold all the time and they're tired of the sleazy car salesman. We do things a little bit differently. You know, we, we do a very friendly approach. Like, for example, tomorrow someone's coming in from New York City to visit the showroom. Uh, you know, we send a limo to the airport. Uh, we, we get a hotel room for them. We, um, we buy them food, you know, we'll sit down and cover all the products with them. Nobody's doing this stuff. Nobody goes the extra mile anymore. You know, experience, great experience. Uh, everyone who's on the line right now, we're talking marketing mastery with Josh Pat there. And right now, Josh, are you ready to go into the red zone where we're going to hit you with five quick questions and then get you out of here, brother? These Man, questions, we call it the red zone. Cause they're questions that tend to be hard to answer for people like me and you. Are you ready? Let's go. Do it, baby. And I might know the answer to this now, just listening to you. What's your favorite book and why? Yeah, 10X Rule for sure. Because uh, the reason why, because uh, my whole life I've been like that and everybody always looked at me weird. Josh, why are you like that? Why are you so aggressive? Why do you go so hard? Why are you never satisfied? You know, they try to compress me. And then when I read that book, I was like, oh my God, there's other people like me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that that's that's what it did for me. Yeah, yeah, dope, man. What is a quote you live by and why? 
I here's a quote that I made up that I live by every day, and this is just from all the 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 downfalls that I've had. Uh, you don't have to know everything, but know enough not to get screwed over. Okay, and that's whether you're what, like, for example, like uh, you know, with the attorney thing, right? Like, if I knew just enough not to, I was like, man, is this the only option? Is not paying him the only option, or is there another option? You know what I mean? If I knew like, well, we should have filed suit first, right? Mm-hmm. That would have saved me a lot of money. So, uh, and even with bookkeeping, you know, I, I hired cheap bookkeepers in the past. And and because of that, I had to go back and redo years of, of uh, bookkeeping that costed me money because I chose not to learn, you know, basic accounting as a business owner when I was amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read, uh, what's the book called? Um, uh I forget the book right now, but uh, the guy was by Robert Ranker. But in the book, he talks about how lawyers are just people who have a license to use intimidation to screw you over. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what they are. When I read that book, is when I realized that I needed to take that game to another level as well. Uh, Josh, if you could spend twenty four hours with anybody who's ever lived in history, who would it be and why? Who's ever lived? I got that one recently. Uh, I like to chill out with Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. He just, uh, you know, thinks on next level, uh, just go into space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it can't get more into space. To, I mean, where else are you going to go? Another solar system? Yeah. Yeah, just for thinking big, yeah. you know? Yeah, man. He's the biggest dude from that PayPal 12, man. He's killing it. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Um uh lastly oh before we get to the last question i just want to ask you real quick what was your experience you know what i don't even want to go there because i don't want people i don't even want my audience knowing that level of stuff you know what so we just gonna go to the end we just gonna go uh, i already know what you're gonna ask me <laughs> i don't even want that i don't even want them to know because because i i gotta slap everybody in the face plan and i don't want nobody knowing what i'm doing um yeah what's success to you and uh, what what is a successful life to you, in your opinion? Uh, freedom of time and place. Mm. Now, obviously, like you know, helping out people is good. You know, I'm passionate about you know helping people start a photo booth business because it changed my life. It allowed me to. I made my first million renting photo booths. Um, you know, I didn't have no college degree, no education. You know, no trust fund. You know what I mean? And uh, you know. It's a business of demand, not of skill. Okay. There's a lot of people here teaching, oh, start a social media agency, start, you know, this, start that, do Amazon, do this and that. You need a lot of skills for those. Okay. With the photo booth, you're just going off of demand. Is there a demand? Are there weddings that are going to happen? Is there events that are going to happen? You take your equipment and you rent it out. That's it. Right. I mean, uh, the guy that I'm doing the, the, the TV show with, he doesn't even have a website yet. And he's generated over $10,000 uh, worth of business just from hustling and picking up the phone and calling people. Uh, so I like, you know, that's, I like to help people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I want to see other people do good. Well, that's huge. Josh. That's huge. Josh. Thank you for coming real quick. If I'm a young entrepreneur or I just want to create another stream, I just got my stimmy, you know, my 1400 uh, yeah. or my 5,000. Um, but I want to get your course. I want to learn from you so I can create another stream using photo booths. How do I reach out to you? And then 
what are the first couple steps I can do to get that going? Yeah, first thing, send me a text message. The number again is 972-284-0506. That's going to come right to me. Uh, I'll plug in the rest of the stuff. You can check me out on uh, Instagram at nextlevelJP. If you want to start a photo booth business, go check out our webinar. It's going to be photoboothmoney.com, photoboothmoney.com. Uh, it's it's an hour webinar. I'm going to cover everything about the opportunity that's coming. Uh, Five million events didn't happen last year that are going to happen this year on top of already this year's planned events. Right. So it's going to be the biggest boom in the events industry has ever seen in history. And so uh, you want to surf the wave, take the money, invest in real estate and stocks. And uh, that's how you build your wealth. It's actually, you know, it's not hard if you buy cash flow assets. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Josh. I want you guys to notice how easy it is to reach out to him. Text message from all my speakers and people that tell to you speaking for leads. Also, notice how his link was easy to remember, right? Because for the for the 2,000 people that hear this on whatever platform they hear when it goes audio, it, w- it has to be easy. They might be driving. They might be doing something. It has to be easy to where they can just simply just text it. And Josh, you really are a master at marketing. Thank you again, brother. Thank you for coming on. Um, if you ever need to promote anything, drop anything, I'm, my audience is here for you. If you need anything from me, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for coming on the live. Make sure you guys share. Make sure you guys comment. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, peace. Thank you. Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code.